When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Cody Derek Latimer, born October 10th, 1992, was re-signed by the New York Football Giants this offseason after an injury-filled 2018. But during training camp, he is one of Eli Manning's favorite targets, and he looks to make 2019 his first true productive season as a pro. This is Previewing the Giants. Hello, David. Hey, Justin. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. Ready to preview the Giants. Ready to preview the Giants? Uh, would you care to tell the good people of the world what exactly we are going to be doing during this previewing the Giants series? Sure. Um, basically, it's it's an introduction to any players who you might not know or you might not know a lot about, or maybe even some players that you do know a lot about, um, giving you maybe a little bit more analysis, a little bit more... Uh, some personal anecdotes about those players, just kind of getting you ready to see what what those players, the individual player of that episode, uh, is bringing to the table uh, going to the 2019 season. Looking back at their 2018 season, if they've got numbers to look at, and just making some predictions. Justin and I will will often probably be wrong, but it's okay. We're all trying, making some predictions on on how they'll fare this season and what they'll bring to the team. Is that good, do you think? That's that's perfect. Would you care to share um, why Cody Latimer is a friend of the podcast? I would love to. So Cody Latimer is a friend of the podcast. He doesn't know it, but we do. First and foremost, I guess, Justin, would be because he had tweeted out a picture of himself um, at a uh, at his wedding. Right? It was yes, his it wedding. was his wedding. And he was wearing those suit shorts and pulled them off really, really well. Justin made a comment uh, about uh, about the shorts, and I said that I, that's the confidence I want to see in my number three receiver. And he he appreciated it. He he appreciated our little back and forth. Yeah, I uh, I said that he pulled off the the suit dress shorts better than Saquon Barkley did at the ESPYS, and I'm looking at it right now. Him and I believe it was his son was they they both were matching during the ceremony. They awesome. were wearing. Uh, blue, light blue, sky blue turtlenecks, salmon slash pink blazers with the salmon slash pink dress shorts. And it was absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, So Cody Latimer, he's retweeted. He's retweeted us and he's liked us a few times because also if you follow uh, myself on social media, you know that I am in absolute love with Cody Latimer and what he can bring to this football team, but we're going to get to all of that. Let's get to some personal information on Cody Latimer rather than he killed it during his wedding. He is from Dayton, Ohio. He attended Jefferson High School in Dayton. Um, He was a three-star recruit out of high school. He went to the University of Indiana or Indiana University. I'm not quite sure which one it is. 
Big Ten school. So wasn't that like of a highly touted prospect coming out of high school? He is a former Super Bowl champion with the Denver Broncos in the 2015-2016 season. Basically, Cody Latimer, as a pro, he's never had a season with more than 31 targets and 19 receptions. Um, However, his 2018 significant stats to point out, um, they are the following, as my page loads. He had uh, some significant stats, and I would say the only... The only one that's significant to point out. He had a 17.3 yards per reception. 2018 with the Giants, he had 16 targets, 11 receptions, 190 yards, one touchdown, a 68.8 catch percentage. But again, 17.3 yards per reception is significant. Very, very significant. Very small sample size. You're going to you're gonna hear us say this throughout the entire episode when evaluating Cody Latimer because that's all that we have throughout all of his career. Very small sample size, but the potential is absolutely, positively, David, 100% there. Another significant stat to point out is his QB rating when targeted, 129.7. And to do some comparison work, Evan Engram's QB rating when targeted was 113.9. Odell Beckham Jr.'s quarterback rating when targeted was 91.9. Sterling Shepard's QB rating when targeted was 88.2. So we talked about on Saturday's episode of previewing the Giants how, wow, you know, Evan Ingram's, you know, his quarterback rating when targeted was really extremely high. You know, he really made when Eli Manning was throwing the ball to Evan Ingram, Eli Manning was a lot better. And guess what? When Eli Manning was throwing the ball to Cody Latimer, yes, in a small sample size, but when he was throwing the ball to Cody Latimer, he was much better. Yeah, I mean, yes, again, small sample size for everything that we're talking about with Latimer. But you and I on this podcast have said in the past that Eli works with specific receivers in specific roles. And I've said multiple times that he works very well with tight ends. He he loves the tight end up the seam. He loves tight ends in the red zone. Eli needs a guy like like Cody Latimer on his team. He's not going to be the focal point of the offense. If you look back, look back in previous years where the Giants offenses have been successful, right? You go back as far as Plexico Burris. You go to Keem Nix. You go to Cody Latimer. They're the same idea, the same prototype player. Six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pounds, and it's rare that you honestly see, you know. I feel like back in the day, back in those days when you had Plaxico Burris, it's like, okay, where is the 6'5", 6'6", receiver on your football team? Where is that guy? And the Giants had him for a while. But I feel like in today's NFL where, you know, you felt like, okay, Hakeem Nix, even though he wasn't Plaxico Burris' size, it was okay. That was the Giants' big physical wide receiver. So Eli, you you know, I think your point is you, Eli has always worked very well with those big physical wide receivers. Now, Cody Latimer isn't the biggest guy in the world, but he's very physical, 6'2", and Eli works very well with a guy like that. He Eli works very well. Like I said, it's not so much you need, you need this size. It's you need a guy who's going to play a role. And on those offenses, I would, I would venture, I mean, Burris might be a different story, but Burris is probably the best receiver out of those three that I named. Yeah. They were never the focal points of the offense. The, the the focal point, the focal receiving targets were always the slot guys. They're the number two guys. That's where Eli shines, the tight end. That's where Eli shines. But he needs the out, the, the physical outside receiver. And I think that's something that Latimer's going to bring you. And I think that's why you see Latimer's QB rate, you know, when 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 targeted, the QB rating when target when Latimer's targeted, the QB rating is so much higher. It's again because 
Eli is able to throw a type of ball to Cody Latimer. He was able to throw a type of ball to Hakeem Nix. Whereas some of the more complicated routes where you where you really find Eli gets into trouble is across the middle of the field. That's not where you're going to find Cody Latimer. He, he's using the sideline. And Eli's always been a, good, a fairly good sideline quarterback, sideline the sideline. So basically in 2018, uh, Cody Latimer, his season, riddled with injuries, unfortunately. He's placed on injury, um, injured reserve early in the season. He returned later in the season. Uh, the two injuries that really plagued him last year were a knee sprain and a hamstring strain. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, Latimer was the second highest rated wide receiver in 2018 behind Odell Beckham Jr. and in front of Young Shep. Again, small sample size, but when he was on the field and when he was healthy, the production was there 100%. So, David, all that we've done on this podcast, and I feel like what we've done a very good job on during these previewing the Giants uh, episodes, is analyzing how the Giants can use a player's strengths to try and help the team and where he fits. Would you agree with that? that that's what we've tried to do so far, David? Absolutely, because that's, that's what the team should try to do. Right. So, so where I where I see Latimer fitting on this team is you need to have at least one guy on your receiving corps who can win one-on-one matchups down the field. It's not like Shep and Tate can't do that, but that's not their bread and butter. They're hybrid slot receivers who can also give you a ton of yards after the catch, but they lack the physicality receivers like Latimer have down the field. They may be better route runners, but what Latimer brings is his ability to win in man-to-man coverages, one-on-one down the field. And that is what this offense needs. That is what this offense is missing. You know, you even though this is a lazy take, and I've been, you know, I may have been a victim of it, where you have two slot receivers and you have two car. I've I've said you have two slot receivers on the team. That's not the lazy take. But the lazy take is that Sterling Shepard and, and Golden Tate are carbon copies of each other that's the part that's not true that's the part that's not true and that's the part that i've never said but at the end of the day you still do have those two slot receivers as your starting receiver that can also play on the outside but cody latimer brings a word that we've used so much it brings the versatility to the offense that he needs to be playing on the outside and that is his strength one-on-one matchups when Shep and Tate aren't being used in those timing routes. Yeah, you know, we, we you mentioned the stat, the main stat you mentioned, Justin, was his yards per catch and 17, 17 points. It was it was above 17 yards per, per reception, yes. Because, again, it, it's all the, the style of the style of route he's running and the style of, of instances where he's getting the ball. It's always going to be those down-the-field matchups where he's able to go up, he's able to use the physicality, he's able to outmuscle his his defender. What you saw in Dallas, it's all it's all what you saw in Dallas Week 17. Exactly, and and you know we're going to get into our predictions in a minute, and that's why I'm not you know I'm not, and I don't think you are either, Justin, expecting world-beating numbers. You know, this is not a guy who's going to step in and you know replace a large chunk of the Odell Beckham numbers. We're not saying that. We're very high on him, but we're not saying that. But I think he has the ability to add something that add something the Giants have lacked, and the Giants have lacked quite honestly. While Odell Beckham's there, this is not Odell Odell's bread and butter. This is not an easy kind of role to play. I, I forget what you said Odell's QB rating was when targeted, but it's not ninety one. Ninety one. It's not in comparison. It's not where you might think it would be. And I think that's because. 
the Giants wanted Odell Beckham to be this kind of a player because they know Eli Manning needs this kind of a player. He's not. It's not his skill set. It doesn't match. He's now he's able to don't get me wrong. He's able to win a lot of those matchups, but it's not where he thrives. Latimer, it's, it's where Latimer thrives. Again, it's a matter of finding what player can fill what role. How can we use this player's strength and just maximize it? And I think when you look at the way the Giants offense has been constructed, it's all about maximizing each and every player's strengths. And Latimer, if Latimer become, becomes a legitimate threat on the outside, that frees up room for Sterling Shepard. It frees up room for Golden Tate. And I, I, I really, really think Latimer is key to the offense. But while he's key, I don't think he's going to have huge numbers. So Cody Latimer, he's going to be asked to do very simple things. Be the X receiver, line up on the outside, run your routes, get open. Very simple, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's a fan fan podcast right here. Uh, dear Cody Latimer, we would love if you can get open down the field. Just get open. Get open and catch the ball. Yeah. And and also here here's another spin. Here's another spin. We want this Giants offense to try and push the ball down the field, no matter who is that quarterback. We want them to try. Try and push the ball down the field. And I and I mentioned it in the intro, but Cody Latimer's connection with Eli Manning and where he has been targeting Eli Manning is where exactly what we want to see this offense doing. Running out of the play action, running out of 12 personnel, especially during the first four games of the season where, where Golden Tate, at the time you're listening to this, Golden Tate may already be suspended for four games especially during those first four weeks, during play action, Cody Latimer, I hope he can be used. David, this is where I'm going to tend to disagree with you. Running play action, you hope that he's catching the ball in the middle of the field. You know, where you where you want your you want your receivers running across the middle of the field, but you also want him catching it down the field. And that is where Cody Latimer is going to be asked to be going to be asked to be used. I don't want him being a hinky dinky receiver. Like, you know, just dumping it off to Golden Tate on a screen, dumping it off to Sterling Shepard on a five-yard curl. That's not what we want Cody Latimer to do, and that's not where Cody Latimer is going to be effective if he will be effective for the team. But we're extremely, extremely high on him, and partially it's because it's what we saw week 17. He made some great plays against the Eagles on Thursday Night Football, and also just what we've seen out of training camp because it has been Eli Manning and Cody Latimer having the strongest connection during training camp so far. To your point about um, Latimer in the middle of the field and, and we don't want him just being a dump-off guy, I totally agree. I'm not saying that I don't think he'll find himself in the middle of the field and I don't think it'll be a good thing if he's in the middle of the field. My ultimate point is Eli Manning needs guys who can go get a ball on the sideline. He always has. What I think, what I think you're going to see a lot from Latimer are some of the more difficult plays in the playbook. I think he's capable of running them, or at least getting himself in a place where he can catch the ball, putting his body in a position where he can catch the ball. I think you're looking at a lot of, you know, back shoulder, go get him, go get him throws. You're looking at a lot of red zone, red zone fades. Eli Manning loves the red zone fade. Red zone fade. Who are you going to throw that to right now? You're going to split Evan Ingram up wide? I doubt it. It's a pr- if you do, it's a pretty clear sell the entire world what you're doing. Eli Manning needs a guy like Cody Latimer. Cody Latimer is such a key to this offense, and I agree with you. He's I think he's going to be asked to do a couple of different things, um, a couple more things even than he was asked to do last season. With, with a guy like Odell Beckham leaving, everybody else needs to take on some responsibility. 
And I think that's part of the reason why Gettleman was okay letting Odell or trading Odell. He believes that the guys in his locker room right now with the addition of Tate can can together make up the production that Odell Beckham brought you. Maybe not the production, but the 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 play styles. They can right, make right. up for that style of play. And again, I, I want to be very clear. I am not trying to make the point that anybody can replace Odell Beckham production. Odell Beckham, he's he's on a different level of what he can do. Of course, he can wear multiple hats. He's one, he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. Nobody on this team is. But I think put together, they all have got they all have skill sets. And I think Cody Latimer's is the most unlike anybody else on the team, which is why he's so important to their success. Right, and think of and think of the 2018 season. The hat that we want Cody Latimer to wear this year is the hat that Benny Fowler wore for 10 games last year. Every single game that Benny Fowler played in, he had a catch. So it's not like he was just a guy that coming in every once in a while. He had at least one catch. So the hat that we really want Cody Latimer and the role that we want Cody Latimer to take on, that's the role that Benny Fowler had last year, except we just think that Cody Latimer is going to be much better at it and he's going to get a lot more production out of that role. So David, let's move on to our predictions. What, how we usually do our predictions is I kind of throw some numbers out there. What I think I can see Cody Latimer getting. Now, I would say out of every single person, out of every single player that we've done so far, these predictions I think are going to be the biggest, boldest of a take because, you know, like we said, he's never had a season with more than 31 targets and 19 receptions in his entire career. And he's been in the league since 2014. So I'm going to, you know, usually how we do this is I give David some numbers. He's going to say if he agrees with them, if he disagrees with them, if he's going to add some receptions, if he's going to take away some yards, some touchdowns, etc. So David, I have Cody Latimer at 55 catches, especially with Tate most likely out the first four games of the season. I think 55 catches is attainable. And again, we said the same thing with the Evan Ingram episode. We're not going to predict for injuries. We're going to predict that Cody Latimer is going to be out there for 16 games this year. And 55 games, I think that honestly could be a pessimistic prediction. Again, if he is playing for 16 games, that could be a pessimistic prediction. But I think 55 catches is fair. 690 yards, which would place him around 12 and a half yards per catch. Now, we've seen a lot of our other receivers in the past. Some of our better receivers got, you know, around... 11 catch, 11, uh, 11 yards per catch. So I think separating Cody Latimer, if we want him to be the guy that's going deep down the field, just like he was last year, 17 and a half yards per reception is extremely, extremely percept- impressive. And that jumps off the board. That jumps off the page. I don't care if it's a small sample size. That jumps off the page to you. So I'd say 12 and a half yards per catch and three touchdowns. With, with, a, with a 65 to 68% catch rate. I think your catch amount is right around where I would put it, maybe a tad lower. And the only reason I put it lower is just because I'm not comfortable saying a guy who's never had more than 20 catches in a season is going to suddenly more than double his, significantly more than double his total, his career high total. But I also think he's going to be asked to take on a completely different role than he's ever taken on this season. It's a matter of health with him. Yards, I would... I would even if I were to put the catches down a little bit, I would keep the yards right around where they are. I wouldn't bring them. I wouldn't pull them down too much. I think he's going to be. I, I I use this phrase dangerously, and I, I don't. It's not exactly what I'm looking for, but it's the best I can come up with. Boomer bust with Cody Latimer, 
I I I don't like that because to me, Boomer Bust gives me the uh, gives me like a the kind of receiver like a Deshaun Jackson, who just kind of runs deep and maybe he'll hit you with a seventy yarder, but maybe he maybe he'll end the game with thirteen yards. I don't think that'll be him. I think he's going to be more consistent, but. I think he can really hit you with some really big plays, game in, game out. Um, and I think it's gonna it'll keep his yard elevated, even if his catches are a little under fifty five, like you said. Um, touchdowns, I would actually raise. Um, I think three touchdowns is way too low for Latimer. When you, for me again, I think I think about how Eli Manning will use this player, and Eli Manning is going to use this player the same way that he used a guy like Hakeem Nix. I think it's the exact same. It's the same. It's the same role. The only difference is Hakeem Nix was the established one on that team, which put him in different situations, but I think they're going to use Latimer there. And because of that, I think Latimer could be looking at honestly five, five to anywhere as high as seven or eight touchdowns. I really think Latimer's production is going to come in the, in the deep ball, in the deeper ball game, and in the red zone, Giants certainly do need to fix their efficiency in the red zone in terms of uh, scoring touchdowns. They were the 28th ranked team in the NFL in terms of efficiency when putting seven points on the board last year in 2018. So, um, hopefully, Cody Latimer can be a huge piece in helping and ensuring that. David, do you have any kind of final thoughts on Cody Latimer? As we wrap up this previewing the Giants episode, um, I've called uh, previously. I called Evan Ingram the breakout player this year, but I think for the offense, Cody Latimer, and I think I've alluded to this before. I think Cody Latimer is potentially the most impl- the most important player among the quote unquote skill players um, to the team's success. Like I said, he does so many things that are different than everybody else. He he's the only one that has a really different skill set. And I think if you're going to keep defense honest, a guy like Cody Latimer has to be a focal point in your offense. So I'm very excited to see how they use him because Justin, I know both of us are very high on him. So I'm really excited to to see him bloom this year. All right, that's it. That is it. You will hear from us tomorrow, which tomorrow will be oh, shoot. It will be Thursday. It will be the day that the New York football giants play their first preseason game against the New York Jets during the MetLife Bowl. I will be there. David will be there. We will be doing some pregame shows and some Periscope streams, so be sure to tune in for that. And be sure to tune into the Previewing the Giants episode player that we will be doing Thursday morning, and I can't remember on the top of my head who that will be. So until next time, keep on bleeding blue. And David, stay beautiful, everybody.